This Pokemon brings victory. It is said that trainers with it always win, regardless of the type of encounter. It gazes into the flame at the tip of its branch to achieve a focused state, which allows it to see into the future. Hey there, Pokemon trainers. Welcome back to another episode of Dragon Dance, a Pokemon podcast. This is the podcast where we normally talk about Pokemon type combinations, when they first appeared in the series, and all of the Pokemon that have that type combination. I am your host, one, sorry, one half of your host, Santiago, and with me, as always, is the lovely Madeline. Hi, Madeline. Hi, I'm the other three-fourths of the host, and I'm here with Santiago to discuss a new typing this week. Before we get into the actual episode, do you have any updates that you want to share with people? Well, we just got back from Charlotte, North Carolina, but we're going to do a whole episode on that because that was a whole that was a whole weekend and it was great. So stay tuned for that content. Uh, aside from that, I do have a little bit of an update uh, in terms of Pokemon Go stuff. Uh, so starting January 19th, which has already passed, Annihilate will make its Pokemon Go debut. Annihilate is a Pokemon first discovered in Gen 9, and uh, the only way to get this Pokemon is if you defeat 30 Ghost and or Psychic types in battle while Primeape is your buddy. And it costs about 50 candy to evolve, so that's neat. Um, We actually... I have my uh, Annihilate already. What about you, Madeline? So I don't have mine yet, um, but I will find a good PvP one, I think, and evolve that. But... For reference, um, or for your information, the battles don't have to be raid battles. They don't have to be battles against friend. They can be raid battles. They can be battles against friend. They can also be rocket battles or anything of the sort. So it's not as tedious as, like, doing 20 raids. Right, right, right. Uh, you can also, like, do gym battles. Uh, yeah, gym yeah. battles. Yeah, yeah there, you have opportunities there. So it's really not that inaccessible. It's not like... Um, dusk form Lycanroc or anything like that uh, in Pokemon Go right now. So, But um, we definitely got to see a little bit of it this weekend in action, but not too much. So, Yeah, I actually got a 100% IV one, uh, Mankey, from Research. So it is uh, level 40 now, and it's an Annihilate, and I'm currently working on making it my best buddy. See, I love that for you, but it's not really a raid fighter. It's more of a PvPer, so your I- your IVs aren't going to be ideal there, and it's not going to be high enough to really be a good raid contender. It's bragging rights, Madeline. It, it's, it's a flex, though. I'll give you that for sure. Anyways, uh, like I said, we wanted, like we said a few weeks ago, uh, we wanted our first fusion episode of this year to be uh, a good motivation. You know, just. Upbeat. A, a just upbeat, you know? And so I thought, what better way than to do the Fire Psychic? And uh, the reason for that is that one of the Pokemon is categorized as the Victory Pokemon. Yeah, and yeah, so we definitely wanted to put out some good vibes for the start of the year, and so we didn't go immediately into, like, Ghost Dark or something. We're going with an upbeat Fire Psychic mix, which is... Again, one of the Pokemon featured, because there's actually not a lot with this typing, is the victory Pokemon. And that's what we want for us and for all of you this year. Lots of wins. Lots of dubs, as the kids say. All right, Battleline. Can you hit them with that weakness and resistance? I absolutely can. So we've definitely got just a well-rounded typing here. We've got uh, five weaknesses. 
including weaknesses to water, rock, ground, ghost, and dark. But then we also have seven resistances. Resistances are fire, grass, ice, fighting, psychic, steel, and fairy. And this type combo does not have any immunities, but I think overall that's a pretty solid uh, solid ratio of weaknesses to resistances. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I'm going to hit you with the first Pokemon. So the first Pokemon ever with this Fire Psychic type combination is none other than the Victory Pokemon itself, Victini. Woo! V for Victini. Victini gets all the dubs. Absolutely. Uh, anyways, like I said earlier, Victini is known as the Victory Pokemon, and it's also mythical, and it was introduced in Generation 5. So here's a fun fact, right? So Victini uh, is... Victini's dex number in Unova is actually 000, uh, and this marks it as the first ever Pokemon that was that came before any of the starters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so in the dex order, it actually comes before Snivy and Tepig and stuff. Right, which um, is unprecedented from the previous generations. Right, right. And also, when you look at the national dex, it's the first Pokemon that comes up for Unova. So you see the the last mythical from Generation 4 and the first mythical of Generation 5 just like back-to-back. Right. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was a, a neat little... Neat little... Um... Factoid. Yeah, neat little factoid. <laughs> and also a little side note there. Um, I've just kind of noticed a theme here that the legendaries of each gen are like these big strong pokemon and then the mythicals are these little like very powerful wisdomy guys like mew versus celebi versus uh manaphy versus poipal like that's very interesting right poipal isn't uh mythical but yeah i get what you're saying. that one but <laughs> yeah yeah i'm sure people have seen that before and pointed that out but that is a interesting uh compare little Right, right. Thing going on there. <laughs> no, no. Uh, you're absolutely right. And I love that about the mythicals because, yeah, they're like these tiny... They're, they're yeah, just it makes them more guys. mysterious that right. they're so small and powerful. However, they did kind of break the mold of, with that a little bit uh, when they introduced Volcanion and... Uh, what was his name? Oh, yeah. Uh, one of the Hoopa versions. Because, like, regular, mm, right. regular Hoopa, like like baby Hoopa... Yeah, yeah that's, it's a it's, little guy, but then it becomes swole. Right. So. It's, it's an interesting... Well, design. you know, they did half at least, so. Right. So uh, what are your personal thoughts or um, or experiences with Victini? Oh, okay. So Victini, I actually don't have a lot of experience with. Like, I have one in Pokemon Go, just for my Go Fest. But other than that, it really hasn't been incorporated into the games much. Uh, Pokemon Go, at least. And as far as in the main games, I don't think I've ever encountered that in a story. Because it's from Unova and I didn't really play that. But does it come up in uh, Scarvy at all with the whole grape situation or the blueberry situation? Uh, unfortunately, it does not. Okay. Um, but, you know, like all mythical Pokemons are just really kind of hard to encounter because at least back in the day when black and white came out, uh, well, a, lo- a lot the way you get a lot of the mythicals is that you get them via distributions, whether mm-hmm. that be a code or via internet distribution. But if I remember correctly, I think Victini was a co-distribution um and that was like the only way you could get it so now that the servers are down for black and white i don't think there's a way you can get it for like if you were to pick up a copy of right. black and white you probably can't get it oh well that's kind of lame right right um someone tried me victini <laughs> but anyways uh so do you want to know the inspiration or 
uh, yeah, the inspiration behind Victini? I absolutely do want to know the Victini lore. Okay, so I want you to take a guess. Like, what do you think it's based on? Looking at it, a chipmunk. Okay, so you get like some type of rodent, right? That's what you're thinking. Absolutely. Well, you're right. <laughs> you're right. So Victini is based on a bunny, right? Because it's got like the long ears, uh, and it does have like the little rodent face. And do the the long ears form a V for victory? Yeah, and the long ears, uh, <laughs> long ears form a V. Um, so okay, here's some more interesting fun facts. So you know how like kids don't like to eat fruits or veggies. And that's just like a recurring theme throughout the world. Well, that's a bit of a weird kid, but sure, yes, generally. Yeah, so generally kids don't like to eat fruits or veggies or whatever. So, you know, Japan is has this problem as well. And so what a lot of adults do in order to get entice their kids to eat uh, fruits, they cut them up or make them look like animals or something, mm-hmm. you know, just to yeah, entice I've seen them. the cute little bento box lunches. Right, so. right, right. So there is this particular method called the uh, Usagi Ringo. Uh, which literally translates to rabbit apple. Uh, right. It's weird, right? No, so anyways, it. so what they do is that they make apple slices and then they cut out a certain design and then start peeling it away so that what's left is like bunny ears. And I looked at one on the internet and it straight up looks like an actual Victini design, especially um, once you have the actual apple exposed, you got that yellow and then the red of the ears Looks exactly like Victini. Wow, that is super cute and adorable, but I just can't help but feel bad for the poor parents whose kids are like, I will only eat like a rabbit apple. Because I just feel like being a parent is so tiring already. And if you're having to do art for your child, well, I'd be screwed because I'm not very artistic at all with my hands. We'll be back after a quick break. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At The Gaming Blender, we take randomized genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The uh, way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. Yeah, um yeah, I, I thought it was. I thought it was cute, but it's you're right. You're right. It is. It would probably get annoying uh, if your kid would only eat fruits if it's shaped like a rabbit or shaped right. like a dog or something. It's one, it's one thing to have to cut the crusts off a sandwich, and another have to do like sculpture. Right. And and like I looked, at, I actually looked at a video because I was like, wait, how do they how do they get it to like look like that? Right. So I looked at a video for how parents actually do, do that. You, did you look up a tutorial? Yes, I did look up a tutorial. Okay. Are you going to make me a rabbit no, apple now? absolutely not. I mean, we... we've all seen that TikTok trend of like, ask your partner to peel you an apple or, or, or not an apple, a, an orange or a pomegranate and like see how they do it. So now it's like, ask your partner to sculpt you a rabbit out of an apple. Let's <laughs> let's do that one now. Uh, I mean, maybe. Maybe I'll do it just, just for the, just for the lols, <laughs> you right? You do not have to. Mine would look so bad. And that's a waste of apple. I want the whole apple. I like apples. But yes, so I definitely recommend to anybody listening, if they, if you guys really want to see what these apples look like, just look up Usagi Ringo apple 
or just look up Bunny Apple Japan. Uh, I think you can probably get it and see like the videos. Mm-hmm. And it's not like super tedious. It's not like difficult to make, but it can be like a little tedious, if, especially if you have to make like every single slice into yeah. a wrap. Well, I think they're usually made in batches of 34 just to like prevent <laughs> prevent that uh, from happening. So if you want to look it up, just look up Bunny Rabbit Rule 34, I think. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wait, yes. is it rule 54? I'm, I'm, am I confused? Rule 34 is okay, the yeah. bad one. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do that, actually. I'm not, I'm not responsible for any scarring mentally or emotionally. Um, okay, so some other inspirations behind Victini is actually based in Greek slash Roman mythology. So did you know? Well, actually, I do know this. Well, I do know the Nike and the whole marathon thing, if that's what you're about to explain to me. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Santiago's a big Greek history buff, but I actually know some myself, so. Yeah, so it has some inspiration behind the Greek goddess Nike, who's the Greek goddess of victory. Yes, Um, queen slay. (laughs) Yeah, and apparently, and I didn't know this before, but apparently the way it's that Victini's shape is supposed to be, like, inspired by, like, a little check mark. Uh, kind of. I, I thought you were going to go with something else there with the V and the woman <laughs> goddess. It's <laughs> like, oh, what an oh. interesting tribute in a oh. child's game. No. Uh, I mean, they did they did give us Lopony. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. did give us Clam Pearl, or not Clam Pearl, Cloister. Cloister. Yeah, Cloister like, and Onyx. There's no denying that one. Uh, yeah. Combuskin, very phallic. Yep, yep. But, okay, so the Roman counterpart to uh, to Nike, it's actually, its name is Victoria, which I didn't know. Oh, well, that kind of makes sense etymolo- yeah. etymologically. Etymologically, yeah. <laughs> Victoria, victory, and stuff like that. But I was like, oh, that's cool. Wow. Um, there yeah. you go. There I learned something. That's like, why we see where Victini came from. Yeah. Um, it's victorious, and it's drinking a martini. Right. And <laughs> supposedly, this could be a stretch. I don't, I don't really know. I mean, um, I like hearing the conspiracy theories out there, too. Well, it's supposedly theorized that Victini is a fire type based on the concept of something called an eternal flame. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like the ones that they have the, at the Olympics, right? Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's, uh, that's what or a lot of... Or the one at JFK's grave. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. I learned something new. But yeah, uh, it's supposed to be based on the con- well. You know, that's what some people are theorizing is that's based supposed to be based on like an eternal flame. That, that doesn't sound like a leap to me at all. That sounds very logical. All right, but yeah, well, I thought that was cool, especially with the Greek etymological name roots there. Anyways, mm, all right. Well, moving on to the abilities. So Victini only has one ability called Victory Star, and what Victory Star is that it increases the accuracy of moves used by Victini and all of its allies by ten percent. So, for example, if Victini uses a move that has, like, I don't know, like 90% uh, accuracy, uh, that accuracy will be boosted to 99. Wow. And, like, if it's 80, then 88, and 7, 70, 77. Oh, yeah, and, and so on and so on. What's that move called again? No, the ability is called uh, Victory Star. Oh, and that ability is um, sponsored by the V-Star company? Yes, it is. It is sponsored by the V-Star. Wait, is it actually? No, oh, no. <laughs> No, but uh, yeah, only Victini has it. No other Pokemon has it. Um, yeah. Which is neat. It is neat. Yeah. All right. On to the Pokemon number two with Fire Psychic. Can you take any guesses as to what it is? Um. Well, we only have like four to go through, I think. So I'm going to go with this is the like starter one, the Delphox. Nope. Just kidding. Spoiler alert. Well, you're not completely wrong, right? So the next Pokemon that has this typing is 
Darmanitan. Oh. Kind this of. This one's a weird one for yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm sure you all already know what we're talking about, but we're going to talk you through it anyways. Okay, so it's Darmanitan, but more specifically, Zenmo Darmanitan. And this is the original Darmanitan, not the Galarian one. Right, right. FYI. <laughs> so Darmanitan, aka the Zen Charm Pokemon, was also introduced in Gen 5. It has two abilities, right? It has Sheer Force and Zen Mode. Sheer Force just boosts the power of its attack. We're not going to talk about it. what typing? It's, well, regular Darmanitan is just pure fire, right? right. But um, <laughs> but in its Zen form, it's uh, fire psychic. So when it has the ability uh, Zen mode, if Darmanitan falls under, well, if it gets to half HP or lower, it will undergo a transformation. And that Darmanitan becomes a fire psychic. It has an increase to its base stat total and becomes bulkier and a special attacker rather than a physical attacker at the cost of losing some speed. Mm. So, Madeline. Do you know what Daruma dolls are? Nope. Something for meditation. Yeah. I don't know about meditation, no. but okay. So Daruma dolls are really popular in East Asian cultures, right? It's particularly in ones that uh, practice Buddhism. Uh, and it's a doll that's just really just really round. Is this like a voodoo doll? Because if anyone out there has mine, please give me a back rub. <laughs> no, it's not a voodoo doll. It's more of like an inspirational doll oh, um, like an effigy i don't know what that is oh i'll explain it later anyways so yeah so these dolls don't have like any feet or hand um mm. or if they do they're like stuck to its body like it has no like actual arms or legs if no it, limbs yeah no limbs uh but anyways they're typically given to somebody uh, as a symbol of good luck and perseverance Aww. and this doll also has like like it has a face but it has no pupils and what most people are supposed to do is that they're supposed to uh, color in one eye or like, you know, draw a pupil on one eye when they have a goal in mind. And then they're supposed to color the other pupil once that goal has been achieved. So it's kind of like, kind of like a New Year's resolution, right? Yeah. But with like a, uh, a doll. A goal tracker, but it's this creepy faceless doll. <laughs> right. Not sure I love that, but you know. It's a cultural thing. I respect it. Right, right. And uh, that's kind of what the actual Zen mode is supposed to be based on. Because when you look at it, it kind of looks at the, that Daruma doll. Because uh, Zen mode or Manichan has no pupils. Yeah, uh, no, that's super cool. But I think I'll stick to my notes app where I just check off my goals for the year. Fair, fair. Uh, also, Darmanitan is based on some type of primate, most likely a gorilla. Uh, so when it goes into Zen mode, it's supposed to represent the three wise monkeys. You know, oh, with the right. see no evil, hear no evil, and speak no evil, yes. right? Uh, so I thought that was really neat because they they kind of like mash two uh, cultural things together. Right. 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 Isn't that cool? I love cool? that. Isn't that what we learned about the Lantern Festival with the Monkey King? Yeah. Wait, I don't know about the Monkey King, but it was but something in It Asian. was featured there, too. Yeah. Yeah. With the We went to this here. Lantern Festival over their holidays and saw some beautiful Chinese lanterns. And I think we saw something like that. So Pokemon reference? What? Everything's a Pokemon reference. They also have like the Monkey King, which was supposed to be, which is supposed to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's out here having, every, yeah. They have like the, the like dragons that look like all sorts of legendaries too. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's it for that Darmanitan. It's kind of weird because it's not always fire psychic. It's only Yeah, that is a time. weird mechanism and they haven't really repeated something like that, have they, since then? Or uh, I mean, Galarian Darmanitan goes through the same thing. If it, it has go through the same Zen process, mode, it does not. But it's, again, it's, it's just a weird one. Yeah. 
It's kind of like when they made you evolve surfetched weirdly. It's like, yeah. Let's yeah. So specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, on to the next Pokemon. So the next Pokemon you had correct. Woo! Delphox. It, it's Delphox. Starters. Woo! Yeah. What's well, the final evolution of one of the starters? It evolves from Fennekin. Right. So Delphox, aka the Fox Pokemon, is the final evolution of the Firestarter in Generation Six, and it evolves starting at level thirty-six. Um, Madeline, what are your experiences with Delphox? Um. When Fennekin first came out in Pokemon Go, we saw that there was a hundred one reported nearby, and we kind of maybe, for legal reasons, this is a joke, trespassed to get it. So I remember that. But Delphox itself is—I mean, I think its design is really cool. Honestly, I think it's beautiful, and I do like the shiny as well. Oh, the shiny looks sick! I love yeah. it. We... I think it's good. I like the Fox Pokemon. Right. I think over the summer is when we had Delphox community or uh, Fennekin community day. Yeah. Epic, epic. We get a lot of Firefoxes, I feel like, with the the Ninetales as well. Right, right. Um, Anyways, so Delphox and its family is based on Fennec Foxes, and uh, I'm sure you already know this, but magic. And Mm -hmm. uh, more specifically on wizards and mages. I love it. Yeah, because Delphox, I know a lot of people aren't like fans of bipedal Pokemon when they (laughs) could be quadrupedal but well, whatever but anyways Delphox, that's only because a certain subset of fans have maybe made, marred that experience for right people. right but yeah so delphox stands upright and it has like excessively long fur and that fur is supposed to look kind of like robes uh wizard robes uh and it carries a stick around that acts like it's wand and a bunch yeah. of fire or its moves just come out of its wand which i thought it was Crazy cool because I am a huge Harry Potter nerd. No, Fun. I actually know why Nintendo gave the word Game Freak decided to give that stick to Delphox. Why? Use it to bonk off the pervs who oh are gonna God. distort its <laughs> images. Yeah. Said bonk, go to jail. Go to horny jail. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if you can say that, but yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But yeah, so true story. Yeah, true story. But yeah, I actually. I'm a big fan of Harry Potter, right? I I was actually watching some... What? You've seen that? Crazy. Yeah. I was actually watching some last night, or this this, morning. Yeah, like early, like the middle of the day. Yeah, in the middle of the day. I was actually watching... Well, I just woke up from a nap, so it was this morning to me. (laughs) Okay. But yeah, I was actually watching um, uh, a Harry Potter movie, and yeah, I was just a big Harry Potter nerd as a kid, so whenever I saw Del Fox, uh, I thought it was really cool. I I think it's cool in general. I'm not a huge Potterhead, but I, I, I like it. So, mm-hmm. but I like magic in general, of course. Who doesn't? So, right, right. Uh, but here's a fun fact: Did you know that the Generation Six starters, at least the final forms, are supposed to be based on like typical RPG characters? No, I didn't. Right, like like a D and D kind of game. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so like you've got the mage, and then the what? Then you got a rogue slash your ninja. That's Greninja, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, and then you have like your bulky warrior paladin, and that's supposed to be okay, chestnut. Okay, okay, yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's I, very creative. Right. I want to say that's probably, in terms of, like, a uh, very unique set of trios, yeah. that's probably, like, the most unique, followed very, very closely by... Uh, the, the elemental monkeys. No. I was going to say the uh, Alola starters, because they're based on, like, a wrestler, an archer, and a opera singer. But at least, you know, like, you know, I like... I, yeah. Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> Having a revelation over here. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, a big pre-marina buff, so I'm surprised I didn't know that one. Yeah. I mean, and I knew she was an opera singer. Her literal, like, special move is sparkling aria, and an right. aria is a 
like a solo soprano But you knew like Incineroar is based like on a wrestler, right? I did, but I just kind of never did the Decidueye as an archer. But now I see it. I love yeah. it. I love cohesive themes like that. Right. But, and I, and I like that, right? I like when they're based on something. Right. However, I think the uh, the RPG character is a little bit more co- cohesive because, yeah. you know, you got your mage or your I also warrior. love that it's a game nodding to like another set of games. Right, kind right. Of. Uh, but yeah, I like, I love that. Yeah. Uh... Unfortunately, I think my favorite out of the uh, Kalos starters was Greninja instead of mm. Delphox. I love fire-type starters, and I love magic, but Greninja was just too cool, man. Greninja's pretty cool, but I, I definitely love me some Delphox. I would, I don't know how to pick between them. I guess I'm more of a water girly, but design, I'd have to go with Delphox. Really? I'm surprised. Yeah, I know. Uh, that's fair. I do like Greninja's shiny, though. The black shinies oh, are just amazing. Yes. Yes. All right, on to the abilities. So, like all fire starters, uh, Gel Fox has the common ability of Blaze, which boosts the power of its fire type and moves by 50% when uh, Del Fox is at one-third HP or lower. Its hidden ability is called Magician. Magician is, what Magician does is that if someone attacks, if, sorry, if Del Fox attacks another opposing Pokemon and Del Fox is not holding an item, Delphox will steal the item of whatever Pokemon it steals, whatever mm. Pokemon it attacks. So, you know, kind of a little trickery there. Yeah, a little sneaky boy right yeah. there. And if it's, you know, the whole magic thing. What if you've already used up your item and then you use that? Yeah, if you have already used like it. Like, I ate my berry and I'm going to steal yours. Yeah, exactly. You can do that. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Any final thoughts on Delphox and or magic? Hmm. No, but I love the idea of berry, like, thievery now. Let's just think about Oh, if you like that, you might like this one move. And don't tell me about Green, because no one likes it. Oh, him. yeah. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I don't like Green. But anyways, I was going to tell you about this one move called Bug Bite. So it's just like a regular bug type attack, but it doubles in power or boosts in power if your opponent has like a berry, and it also takes the effect of that berry. Oh. Yeah. Huh. So you can literally eat your opponent's berry, oh. gain the effect <laughs> while attacking That's so mean. But I love it. But I love it. <laughs> All right, moving on to the last Pokemon. Who do you think it is, Madeline? Red, red, uh, something Rouge. Armor Rouge. Armor Rouge, yeah. Uh, so Armor Rouge, aka the Fire the Warrior Pokemon, <laughs> the Fire Warrior Pokemon was first introduced in Gen Nine. It evolves uh, from Charcadet when exposed to the Auspicious Armor. Armor Rouge is one of two Pokemon that Charcadet can evolve into. The other being Cerulege, being and you can get Cerulege when it's exposed to a militia, malicious armor. But we're not going to talk about Cerulege. This is all about uh, Armor Rouge. And, but I will say that when they were first introduced in a trailer... They I, got a lot of flack. Yeah, I think it I, was a house divided among Pokemon yeah. fans over these guys. They were like, they look too much like Transformers. Right, exactly. Or they look too much like Bionics. But then I don't think they were as goaded or OP as people thought they were going to be. In the game, so that people are like, kind of gave it a pass. Right. So when I first saw it, I, I thought that it looked like one, it looked like Mega Man or like Power Rangers, right? Because right, you got like yeah. different colors. And I thought that they were, I thought there were going to be more. I don't think anything wrong with that. And I really think it fits with the theme of Gen 9 with the like future and past Pokemon, anyways. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but once I finally came across like a Charcadet in uh, in the actual Scarvey, I went ham trying to find the armor or trying to get an armor to evolve it, uh, and then Armor Rouge stayed on my team for like the remainder of the of the game. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So you uh, 
You were persuaded. Yeah, I was persuaded. Uh, but yeah, what are your thoughts on Armour Rouge, Madeline? Well, you know, like I said, I thought people people were kind of throwing a hissy fit over their design. And I respect that, especially some of the older players who have seen, like, every single generation. But personally, I was like, oh, cool. You know, I love varied designs. I don't think they all have to be cute little animals. Let's bring some robots in. Yeah, yeah. I do think that the designs are very unique. And I kind of like that. You know, like, yeah. I like... I like when um, when there's just something new being For thrown sure. into the mix. For sure. After eight generations of Pokemon, the design process, I'm sure, gets a little tedious. So right, right. Let's have some fun with it. Not too much fun, guys. <laughs> uh, but anyways, so as you can tell, Armorage and Cerulege are kind of based on possessed armors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here's a fun little fact. Well, yeah, I don't know if it's a fun fact, but anyways, Gen 9 is based on Spain, right? So Armor Rouge might be based on a Spanish knight uh, named Wilfred the Hairy. Hmm. I, I don't know Apparently why. I've heard of him and I've studied a lot of Spanish history. So Yeah, uh, I don't know if he was actually Harry or why they called him Harry. But yeah, his name was Wilfred the Hairy. Anyways. What a uh, terrible nickname. <laughs> no. Someone get this man some wax stat. JK, love your body, William. Even if it's Harry. But anyways, so this guy was pretty... Well known because he had gold colored armor, uh, and Armor Rouge's armor is yellow uh, and stuff like that. So that's that's where the armor comes from because it's based on Spain, and also the Spanish word for armor or weapon is arma or armadura. Armadura. Okay. Right. So that's where it gets the armor part. And Rouge, I think, is self-explanatory. Yes, but Rouge is derives from French. Yes, and here's the funny bit, right? So, well, I don't want to say it's funny, but anyway, so the Wolfred guy, he is of French descent and happened to fight for Spain. Hey, you know, he Christopher Columbus was Italian, but he was on the payroll of the Spaniards, I think. Oh, man. Or maybe Sp- it was vice versa. No, no, you're so right. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. People Damn. didn't have loyalty back then. Yeah. And I don't really Spaniards. think they still do. <laughs> yeah. Spaniards be really paying off everybody. So whoever pays the most, whoever gets the bill, the bag. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So rouge is red for red in French. So yeah, you got your yeah. armor from Spanish and rouge from red. So armor rouge. I thought that was kind of neat. And some people, especially in the older generations, call like blush, which is a makeup you use to make your cheeks pink. They call it rouge. And it used to be called that. So fun fact. If you didn't I did know that not one. know that. Well, I knew you didn't, but maybe someone out there who wears makeup has some rouge. Oh, okay. Okay. Neat. Uh, anyways, so abilities. So its common ability is flash fire. And what flash fire does is that it makes it immune to fire type moves. And if it's hit by a fire type move, it'll boost um, its attack by 50%. And it'll still remain immune to fire. And its hidden ability is weak armor. Uh, what weak armor does is that if the user is hit by a physical type move, its defenses will de- decrease by one stage and its speed will increase by two stages. And that, that sounds like a good ability. Yeah, yeah. Lose a little bit of defense in uh, for some speed. Not bad. Yeah. A lot of speed, actually. So, yeah. Again, there's only four Pokemon with that typing, which we thought was kind of surprising because it is kind of just... Seems like a natural typing yeah, to me. It's yeah, like but magic and fire. There are two fire. very like elite like typings there, psychic and fire. So maybe. Right. But yeah, uh, yeah, fire magic. Like I, I thought that'd be more common. Right. Maybe we should take some of our firefighting guys and put them over into the fire psychic oh, guys. Oh god. I feel like we got too many of those. Even though that's like Santiago's favorite. <laughs> uh, all right. So the competitive side of things, right? 
Uh, unfortunately, they all suck competitively. Really? Yeah, which is kind of disappointing. Even the Zen mode Gar- Darmana too. Yes, I I don't know. That I one's surprising to me. I know. I know. The other ones, yeah. So I played a little bit. Oh, I play. Yeah, I dabble every now and then in VGC. So I know that Armor Rouge was kind of popular when um when Scarvy first came out. Mm-hmm. Very popular until the release of a lot of, uh, what was it, Hisui Pokemon. So there's just a lot of good checks or things that were better than it. Yeah, pool so, just got diluted yeah, and yeah. fizzled out. So one of the Pokemon that kind of took its spot was Heatran because it also has Flash Fire. Mm-hmm. It's bulkier. It has like more um, stats. It has better stats, bulkier, and it could just use the, the Flash Fire a lot better than Armor Rouge. And there were some things that could just res- that just resisted its Fire and Psychic type, so... Unfortunately, uh, Armourouge did not make it to any yeah. World Championship team. I mean, it does sound like elite typing, but then again, looking at those resistances and weaknesses, five weaknesses. So, you know, it seems like it's not, like, too heavily stacked to be an attacker or... Yeah. I don't which, know. Which is a bit of a shame. It is. It seems like physical typing, but, you know. It is what it is. Uh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so that does it for all of the Fire Psyche-type Pokemons and this episode. Uh, any closing remarks? Um, I can't wait to tell you all about my trip to Charlotte, so stay tuned for that when that comes out. All right, guys. And I hope you enjoyed this one. Yeah, I hope you guys all enjoyed this episode. Anyways, uh, you can follow us on Instagram. Yeah, at I'm the posting Dragon... lots of Charlotte pics right now. So yeah, yeah. Feel Ma- free to swing by. Yeah, Madeline's been on top of like... Tell uh, us which one of us is cuter. Take JK, it's Santiago. No, it's not me. <laughs> it's uh, Leighton that we brought. We brought a little yes, plush Leighton with us. But yeah, follow us on Instagram at the Dragon Dancers and just let us know what you thought of this episode and give us a like if you um, on if Spotify. You care too. Yeah, on Spotify <laughs> or Apple Music or whatever you get your podcast from. But anyways, we will catch you guys in the next episode where we talk about our Charlotte experience. Woo! Have a good night. Bye.